Yo, 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 what's up, guys? It's me, Jordan, the host of this, this cesspool of a podcast. And I have a lot to talk about today, but we'll leave that in the outro. So let's get right into the introduction. Today, I spoke into Leah Elson. Well, technically, it's not today, but it, by the time it comes out, it'll probably like be weeks. But anyway, Leah Elson is a clinical developmental scientist. Pretty sure I said that right. And she loves all things science. And she has a podcast called The String Theory Podcast, which is a lot better than this one. So listen to that after you're done listening to this. And let's get right into the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm here with a special guest, a science person, a very, very smart person might make me look stupid but today's guest is leah elson welcome welcome to banana mode it is an absolute honor to be here thank you to get things rolling and starting off what is the dumbest question you've ever been asked the dumbest question i've ever been the dumbest question i've ever been asked by far is you're smart (laughs) With a pitched head to the side. I like that. Okay. So, would you consider yourself very um, smart? I consider myself to be in a great deal of student debt. So, I've gone through a significant amount of education, but I think that the term smart is applicable to those who are formally educated and those who are not. So... So formal education, is that what dictates you being smart and not smart? No, not at all. I think that I, if you're asking if I'm smart, I just happen to have gone through a long formal education process, but I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think that that dictates if you're smart or not. So am I smart? I'm sarcastic and witty. And I think that that might be the crux of where smart, the, the delineation of smart says not. Okay. All right. So feel free to ask me any questions to gauge my smartness. Cause I feel like, uh, have you, have you measured your IQ lately or do you know, do you know, have you ever? So I, I attempted to do this on a website and I am not sure about the validity of the results because a gif of Albert Einstein sticking out his tongue came up and it was like, your genius level. <laughs> I was like, based on all of the paid advertisements that are in the margins of this <laughs> this website i'm gonna go ahead and say that's not a validated survey so not formally Mm -hmm. have you have you actually ever tested your iq um i think i've tried on a couple of websites but then like so here's the thing about iq i don't know how to really correctly accurately measure my iq because i don't even know what's good and what's bad i just know that um I don't know shit, honestly. So, like, what what is good IQ? Do you think like one over one hundred? Like, like what? I like I'm lost. You know. Well, here's here's the interesting thing about IQ, right? You could say that somebody with a relatively low, say, social threshold, like somebody that might be on the autism spectrum, may not be able to take a test like that very well or have the attention for that, but is for all intents and purposes incredibly intelligent. 
you know, and, and has all of these amazing facts memorized and is absolutely whip smart in the sciences or history or what have you, but would probably score very poorly on an IQ test. I think IQ tests are probably outdated and not necessarily applicable as we learn more about neuroscience. Right. 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 Neuroscience with the brain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know where it is. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. okay. You with me. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So speaking of that, maybe I'm one of those. Maybe I am ridiculously smart but if i took an iq test i would be like you couldn't even tell me apart from a brain dead person right they'd be like he um, has the iq of a doorknob however exceptionally intelligent yeah 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 so let me present to you a scenario okay hit me all right so if a tree falls down in the forest and there's no one around to hear it did like, did that tree really fall? Did that happen? So, this is actually an interesting segue to quantum mechanics because there's this interesting duality of of the state of certain particles that that exist kind of in state simultaneously, right? Uh, and their their quantized state does not exist until you observe it, right? So the, if there's no one to observe this tree, if it is both unfallen and fallen simultaneously somewhere in, in quantum space, no one's there to observe it. Perhaps it's perhaps it is both and it is neither. Did you say quantum mechanics? Can you explain what <laughs> what what was the quantumness about that? I'm lost. Congrats. You've lost me. That I that was not my intention from the jump for the record. Um so there there are theories in the quantum world whereby we try to classify the states of certain particles, right? So like electrons have an upspin and a downspin possibly simultaneously in the quantum world. Things exist in in dualistic states, right? Like there's the wave particle yeah. theory right two okay. different states at one time um there's also like the heisenberg uncertainty principle you can't know the two states that something's in you can't know its momentum and its exact location at the same time right so it's by virtue of observing something or measuring something that you can kind of pinpoint the one state of it even though it exists it's both moving but it's in a discrete location but until i measure either movement or discrete location i don't know either it is existing in both um so if the tree if there's no one to observe the tree falling Perhaps the tree is is still in a, a state. It is. It has fallen in some maybe parallel universes, not fallen in others. But until we observe it to be whatever it is in this dimension, we don't know. Okay, I think I see what you're saying. You so, see what I'm putting down? So, so let me reciprocate me. what you just said. Okay, in a way that I understood it. All please, right? I think the best so way stay. to learn is by teaching. So please. <laughs> so in this timeline that I am currently in speaking with you right now i am dressed as a banana no i am a banana you are a banana and in another parallel universe i'm i'm not even born i'm not alive and then in another one i'm dead or you're perhaps you were born as an orange it's also a possibility yeah so then yeah need i say more is that (laughs) what you're trying to like say 
Well, I'm saying that if, if, we're, if we're extending it and going into the idea that there's infinite universes, you could have been, you could be dead an infinite number of times. You could be alive and you could be other fruit you could have been born as. Possibilities are literally infinite. That's the model that we're going by. Like the multiverse? Like the multiverse of madness. What was your, <laughs> your expert opinion <laughs> on the multiverse of madness? <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for asking. I thought it was an okay... Are we talking about the movie or are you talking about like the real multiverse? Like I could go both ways. Uh, so can I, but I was specifically talking about the movie. <laughs> oh, the movie? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah. I'll answer that. So the multiverse of madness. I thought it was a cool movie. I like some parts were, were like crazy to me, like how they did some parts, but it's like... Cause you know I'm a I'm a big nerd at a heart. You know appearances can be deceiving. Don't judge a book by its cover. You know I know I know I seem really cool because of the banana, but deep down I do have a soft spot for comics and and all that stuff. So like I don't know if you want to get into spoilers, but honestly, if anyone wants to watch Multiverse of Madness, um, don't. So I'm gonna spoil it <laughs> for you guys. So basically, right, one of the things I didn't like, right, was when, you know, they had the, um, they were in another alternate, like, multi, like, universe, right, with, the uh, Professor X, uh, Reed Richards, and, who were the other, Captain Marvel, and fucking, um, It was like a, Captain it was an interesting, cap yeah, it was like, it wasn't, yeah, Captain Marvel, and then there was like a UK Captain America, Right? Yeah. What do you? I and don't they all just got dead. They all got they all killed. Got dead. So e like snap. Like didn't even need Thanos. Just gone. Like that. It was so easy. I I recently took a deep dive into the relative strength and power of a lot of the characters, and I didn't realize that the Hulk is he's up there with Thanos. Right? Despite like his only power being green and super strong, like he supersedes so many characters. And like, if you were to go one on one, head to head, I had no idea. That was mind boggling to me. This is these are things I'm learning in my adult life. That yeah, are yeah. Important. Hulk, I think everyone the should angrier know. he gets, the stronger he gets. So if you like make him so mad, then super super mad, and then you decide to get into a fight with him, you're not coming out alive. You're not coming out on top. You are going to die, and that's a fact. What would be your trigger that would make you that level of angry and that level of rage? Well, you have to be more specific because there's different levels of rage, you know, like. We'll say like, um, we'll say Thanos defeating rage. What would have to, that would make you that angry on, a, on the Hulk scale where you're like, that's the one thing. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> um. Maybe if you killed my family and you like tried to sue me and maybe if you took every everything I ever loved, if you decided that there was going to be no more bananas in the world or you said some hot take like, um, I don't know, mangoes aren't good or... Ooh, that's a biggie. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a biggie right there. It's a big so you one. You know what I'm saying? I'll get yeah. mad. Big mad. I'll be really mad. 
I would consider that a big mad threshold. Definitely. The mangoes thing. Yeah, mangoes are S tier. Yeah, That's what I think. absolutely. Incontestable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite fruit? Um, you know what I've been what I've been messing with lately is a golden kiwi. I eat a lot of fruit oh, and I yeah, they're great because they're they're like pulpless. They just kind of dissolve in your mouth. You, once you skin them, which I don't know if that's offensive because you're a fruit. If I talk about skinning fruit, I, I don't want to be offensive or like, you know, not have any kind of tact in this interview. Basically. Well, think about it this way, right? So I'm going to reciprocate what you just said in a way that I understood it. So basically, when you say skinning fruit, that's also like if a cannibal, you had a cannibal on, right? And they were talking to you about um, what their favorite race was to skin. And then they just, <laughs> and, they, and then they're like, oh, sorry, you know, I think I, I didn't mean to say that because you know, I'm trying to be tactful. I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to say I'm skinning humans, but right. I should have probably been more sensitive from the jump is what you're saying. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just I'm just relating to what you said with what I understood it to be like, <laughs> you know, I'm not here to push agendas. All right. I'm just right. Being me. All right. I'm just letting, letting the flow of conversation go like a river. Of course. Or a coursing river. And you know, you know what how that song goes? Uh... I know the Pocahontas song just around the river bend. All right, that's enough of that. What were we talking about? Were we talking about mangoes? We spoke on mangoes and golden kiwis and that they're delightful. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so here's why mangoes are the top tier fruit of all time. And I know I, I, I'm biased because I am a banana, okay? I, w I would be lying if I said I didn't love bananas because why would I dress as a banana? If I didn't like bananas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But mangoes are just that they're like, imagine a fruit that like anyone can enjoy. Like it's that good. It's sweet. It's delicious. You can eat it in a variety of ways. You can cut it with a knife. You can peel it by itself. You can eat it with a spoon. I mean, come on. Any banana you can. Did you know actually that with a banana, you can actually split it into three, like, um, pieces, like equal parts, like straight down, like the banana. You know what I'm talking about? Like in a longitudinal cut? Yeah, yeah, longitudinal, vertically. Okay. No, no, you don't even cut it. You can use your fingers. There's like a point where it's like a, a Y axis. It literally looks like a Y, right? It's like three equal parts. At, oh, if you look at it from the top down. Geometrically. Yeah, geometrically. Yeah, geometry. So then yeah. when you pull, take it apart three ways equally, you know, you it's can funny. have equal parts banana. It's funny because now that you mention it, I, I, I get the visualization and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know that I've ever capitalized on that geometry. I feel like I've, I've peeled it in multiple smaller peel parts. And I don't know, maybe that's a ripeness relative to, you know, because sometimes the peel gets softer and it's easier to take smaller sections because the, like, the integrity is not as strong. Again, I apologize for, <laughs> for being so offensive <laughs> just now. 
Do you say integrity? Integrity is not as strong. Yeah, you know when you have integrity, structural integrity. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I'm speaking to you. You seem like you have a lot of uh, personal integrity as well. Yeah, you know how. Um, have you ever seen the first Avengers movie where where the Hulk he was like, "That's my secret cap. I'm always angry." The classic, the classic line. Yeah, yeah. Is that your secret? That you're my integrity. You always have integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always have integrity. Structural integrity. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. That's a good thing. Thank you. How do you like your bananas? Because you seem like a uh, a young yellow yellow type. Yeah, I um, think that bananas with freckles should should and are best used for baking to be honest because it's sweeter because it's sweeter um but uh i like a banana not quite green but yeah with a little a little crunch you know a little firmness freckles skeeve me out i feel like it gets too sweet it's too rich and sometimes you go well past that point and it begins fermenting and then it even tastes a little alcoholic my, keep the alcohol with my make alcohol with the banana? No, but presumably you can. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I'd assume you could. You can make you can make alcohol out of essentially anything that that can decompose into sugars. Really? <laughs> have you have you tried? Like do tell. No, no, but I mean this is the the history that a lot of the southern uh prohibition era distilleries were made on out of you know they made obviously vodka is made out of potatoes um they made lemon uh white lightning and they made orange and rhubarb and they took all kinds of weird scraps that they had right it was a not necessarily an economically booming period of american history and they made liquor out of them there's all kinds of bizarre things that they made liquor out of so i haven't say not myself but the rum runners of the era certainly did the rum runners i like that word like the yeah. uh the kings the the top yeah. dog the okay. dogs yeah the distillery dogs okay. okay let's talk about the big bang and not the <laughs> tv show so let's do it so why do they call it the big bang theory it, you know it's funny because that's actually a misnomer um, I think when we think of bang on Earth from our Earthling point of view, you think about uh, a quantized thing that happens in some space, right? Like an explosion, a firecracker going off, a bullet being shot. Um, but the Big Bang wasn't a bang. It was actually nothingness and then space expanding tremendously. So it was actually the expansion of space itself and not something happening within space. Um, so it should actually be called like the big space expansion but that's not as like catchy you know what i mean so okay so i have a question just uh tumbling off of that so would you say that it's almost as if it went it expanded so fast outward that it seemed as if it appeared out of nothing sure i mean we don't we don't know the state of anything prior to that expansion, but our best theories and equations and observations suggest that it was 
The area was infinitesimally small, infinitesimally hot, and infinitesimally dense, which, what does that even mean, right? It means not, not much to yeah. me, but, um, you know, so you could say it came out of nothing. Sure, there was nothing around, presumably. We can't confirm that, uh, but we do know that there was not really anything going on, and then suddenly it was kind of the nothing and then the everything all at one time, more or less. Here's my hypothesis. No, here's my theory. Okay. Hit me. Actually, so no, it's we'll been call tested. it a hypothesis. I was, I was going to... Okay, okay. All right, I'll experiment on this later. Okay, so... Since you... When you said something is infinitely small, or infinite... Whatever, whatever that word was, and that was super, super small, right? That really got me thinking back to Ant-Man, right? Since he oh. can turn very super tiny, right? So then I'm thinking, yes... There's bacteria living on us that's little, little microorganisms that are super, super tiny, right? So imagine, like, before all of this, before all of this junk, before all of this Earth stuff and space, what if, what if everything was just super, 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 super small, and then it just expanded outwardly. So, 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 super, 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 super fast that it seemed like it appeared out of thin air, like the think, multiverse. Yeah, I think that's exactly, I think that's exactly what they described. The, the nothingness into everything. I mean, obviously you had to have something because that's where all matter and energy came from. But I think that's exactly, uh, you hit the nail on the head. They should have just published that in the theory instead of all of the nuances of how the Big Bang rolled out. Yeah, I'm thinking simpler. I'm sort of a genius. I'm thinking <laughs> you should take that IQ test. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But ser- seriously speaking, okay. Quantum mechanics. Alright, this is a throwback to what we were first talking about. What? Are you going to see the new Ant-Man movie? Quantum Mania. Um, I have a confession to make, and that is I have not seen any of the Ant-Men, Ant-Men, <laughs> Ant-Man's movies. Um, I have seen every other Marvel movie, and for some reason, I hated the idea of Ant-Man. I hated it. I never wanted to see it. I, I formed a very strong opinion with no basis whatsoever, which is very not boss babe scientist of me <laughs> um mm-hmm, but i right. i will probably see it because i feel like we are in a drought of marvel and since you know this is coming out i've i should catch up so it's my intention to do so so yes have you heard of the the epic theory regarding how to beat thanos no well i've heard somebody suggested that ant-man should get so small that he like enters the anus of thanos <laughs> Oh, here. Because that seems like a good way wow. to defeat you really anybody. Just, you really just spoiled it, huh? I'm yeah. so, so, so sorry. Look how sorry I, just I am. Feel I knocked like, my own headphones off. Yeah, I like... I, I was going to tell it to you. It was going to be this great moment. and that, But that's fine. It's fine. Are you, you gonna know? Have to, are you going to have to edit this in post and act like I didn't spoil it for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just have to edit, edit out that entire thing. Then... <laughs> Put them, move some clips around so then it seems like you're laughing and then I'll yeah, say it yeah. and then yeah whatever I'm but, just blown yeah, away um, by that <laughs> if you like funny movies I guess Ant-Man's kind of cool 
but in terms of the grand scheme of things in the MCU or space and time or the multiverse doesn't really matter actually except this newest one this newest one might matter yeah there's a lot going on with the joining of worlds and like what what is your what's your hot take I'm gonna do the interviewing now What's your okay. hot take on the new generation of Marvel? I feel I'm having a hard personally having a hard time getting into the storyline because I feel like the the original was just so rich. It just fucking sucks. Like yes. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like it's so I, like no jokes. Like this is how I don't know if it's superhero fatigue or mm. if it's just like Thanos like just like put it like he put everything up into like top notch territory and then now it's we're going back to the bottom and starting from square one introduce yeah. new heroes cuz all cuz iron man's he's dead okay he's dead captain america's old i don't know where the fuck he is and In a everyone we center. love is gone and i feel like they they're getting tired uh did you see the new thor yeah i did I was really disappointed with um, Chris Pratt's character. I felt like they just made him a douchebag for no reason for about 20 minutes and then just cut out. I was like, why is he so rude all of a sudden? I don't understand. So even like the old, the point being here is that the old tried and trues, right? I mean, I was a huge Guardians fan because that's a hilarious storyline. It's wonderful. It's captivating. And then they brought the team back and it was really lackluster. And I was like, yeesh. Mm-hmm. I are you talking about the second Guardians? I'm talking about their appearance in Love and Thunder. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, like they just I, I thought the Guardians up till obviously the transition to the new generation was really well done. I really loved those movies. And then this like prelude that they gave in the beginning of Thor Love and Thunder, where they were there for like ten minutes and then, you know, it's like starting their storyline where they jettison away. I was like, why is Chris Pratt such a douchebag and why are all of these characters just very tired? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, I have a, I have a theory on why the MCU saw... Is this a theory or no. is it a hypothesis? No, you this is a it? theory. Okay, you've I'm tested gonna, I'm this. I'm going to call this a theory. <laughs> okay. I've tested this. All right. I think... Because I have watched... Almost... I think, no, I have watched every single MCU movie to date. Okay. And I have to say, hold on, give me a second. Okay, so the MCU sucks now. I think it's just, what phase are we? Like six, four, five? I think this is technically phase four. All right, let's start off with uh, the original phase, whatever the first phase was. Okay, you introduced the Avengers, all the heroes, Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. Everyone has their own movie. Then Avengers comes out. They're fighting Loki. The movie is awesome, right? Huge, huge box office. Money makes millions. And, uh, And then it just goes up from there, right? Yeah, Captain America, Winter Soldier, which is a phenomenal movie, by the way. I love that movie so much. And It's a, uh, it's a good one, yeah. Real dynamic. It is. Builds out his it character is. a lot more. Yeah. 
and then we have Age of Ultron. And I really then, liked that. Did you like that one? I I like the trailer. Okay. More than the movie. Because I thought Ultron was a good villain. I thought Ultron could have been more. But I respect the movie. I you know what? I'm it's it's an okay movie. In my eyes, it's an okay movie. I'll say okay. this, it's better than what I've seen so far for the new phase. That's a fact. That's a hard Isn't fact. Isn't that crazy to say? Yeah. Because I will agree with you, like, the Ultron... I thought it, I think I liked the villain for, like, the voice modulation and everything. I thought he was well-designed. But the storyline is pretty lackluster. You're like, eh, okay, it's an AI. It's not really... It's not like Thanos. It's not aliens invading from... Yes, it's AI. Um, yeah. But still a better movie than the stuff that's coming out right now. I don't know. Keep going, though. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're going There's with the so build-up of the storyline. But anyway, let's... Infinity War. Oh, wait, yeah. We had the young Tom Holland Spider-Man. And then we had his little thing movie line. And then he was in Infinity War. Which is, by the way, I think possibly the best superhero movie out incredible as of now as of 2020 as of just life as of now forever not forever but it's gonna stand the test of time until the next big event yeah it, this, it was incredible incredible yeah because okay okay you know, you know i was gonna continue with the timeline let's talk let, here's why here is my um here's my scientific law on how Infinity War is the greatest superhero movie ever made. And oh, please, so, do tell. First of all, the opening scene is Thanos kicking the Asgardian's ass. He wipes the floor with Thor, Loki, Heimdall, and fucking makes Hulk look like a man-child. A little, little baby, you know? You gotta blast him out of there so he doesn't die. Yeah. Whoa. And he pulled up. And then they were all just... Listen, all I'm saying is it went from Thor Ragnarok from the end where they went on that ship and they were all happy and singing to the the opening of Endgame where they weren't singing. They were they were very sad on Everyone the ground. Everyone got stomped. <laughs> yeah, they got stomped. Smashed. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And then from then on, Hulk was never the same. He was just turned into a bitch. And I didn't Do like you think that. Do you think that the audience reception of the new phase of the MCU is as poor as it is because of the hype that was built? And that, just like you said, it, it's cyclic now. It has to go back to the beginning, and now we have to wait many years for it to reach that crescendo in, in storyline. And it's kind of, everybody's a little bit bored, I feel like. I think it's a variety of factors. I think it's fatigue. I think it's COVID. I think it's... Um, yeah, we have to start back from the bottom, too. And I just think, I don't know, like, has it always just been, like, not that funny? Like, like you have you seen the TV shows? Any of the new ones? Yeah, I watched WandaVision. Um, I really liked Moon Knight. I thought that was well done. Mm -hmm. um, but I heard that there's a rumor that they're not renewing it, which is strange because it was wildly successful from my understanding. Right, um, right. 
And uh, I did not watch She-Hulk because I heard that it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I would love to sort of champion female superhero empowerment, just the the f I have I I powerlift, so I take really great offense to the fact that Hollywood has a problem showing female superheroes that have muscles, and like the yeah. fact that she's supposed to be a Hulk and she has like a yoga body at at strongest is really disappointing. Um, yeah. So I take like actually social offense to that. <laughs> like it goes deeper than just not wanting to watch She Hulk, Attorney at Law. It's literally. You know, just like, why can't women have muscles? It's just like this weird Hollywood standard. Well, I, to be frank with you, I think it's just going to keep going downhill for a long time. I think so, too. And I'm disappointed. I, and I, you know, I've, I've been so indoctrinated. I feel like I'm a child of the MCU. So I get excited seeing, seeing trailers, but I've been sorely disappointed now for like the last, I don't know, what is it, two years since, uh, yeah, since we left off with actual good stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, Leah. It's like... Are you going to see you... Black Panther this month? Okay, Black Panther actually looks looks good. I, I, Black... think it, I think it will be good. Black Panther is sick, and I feel like it's hard to mess up that storyline. I, I I'm hopeful. I'm going to go see it for sure. Okay. I mean, like, they're introducing a new um, character. I think his name is Namor. Namor? He's like, like Aquaman, but... Marvel. Interesting. Is he cooler than Aquaman? Because the, I feel like that was another <laughs> disaster. I would say yes, because he's an he's an asshole, but he he has a right because he's a king of his own like kingdom, just like Black Panther. I don't. <laughs> I like him more. I'm I'm I like assholes. You know, like it's just I'm it's funny. an anti-hero kind funny. of person. Yeah. G give me I an like anti-hero all day. Punisher. You like Punisher? Yeah, and I like, uh, you know who I like who actually they did a better job of at the end that's of that storyline was Wolverine because I always tell people Wolverine in the comics, he's he's an awful person. He's a drunk. He's he just chain smokes like he's he's awful, like he's abusive and belligerent and super depressed all the time and like just not a not a good, enjoyable character. He's not like a family character. And um, yeah, comics are supposed to be dark, right? And like, so everyone was like, oh, Logan, like that sucks. Like he's depressed. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the actual comic. Like he's he's not a like bright, sunshiny, like I'm a superhero. He's actually not. He's a, he's, he's an anti-hero. So I liked the later movies for, for the Wolverine stuff because I feel like they brought that greediness where it should be. Or like Batman, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, how do we feel about the new Batman? Like, it, I, I was touch and go on it, but I liked that they tried to make it hyper gritty because that's the way that comics are. And like hyper gritty and violent and sexual. Like, yeah, sure, hit me with that. All I day. think I think it was. I think it was good. It's like, good. Like, I it, really, really enjoyed it. It wasn't. Um, you know, I, it was so hard because the precedent was set set with like Heath Ledger's Joker or like even Joaquin Phoenix. That was an incredible film. I've seen that film so many times. Um, and I feel like they tried, like they tried to do the offbeat kind of thing. Um, and I liked it. I, I liked where they went with it. I, ha I have friends that vehemently disagree, but I thought it was good. I forgot what I was talking about. I was talking about Infinity. All right, let's talk about the Batman for a bit. I'm going everywhere, but I have to talk about the Batman. <laughs> let's talk about the Batman. Right, so the new Batman movie, was it this year? 
I think. I think it was early this year, yeah. Anyway, the new Batman movie is a contender for one of the greatest Batman movies of all time. And here's why. I would agree. So, first, um, the tone and setting. Gotham looks dark and gritty, and you can already tell, like, like this shit, it's, it's dark, because it looks dark, the atmosphere is dark, and these are real criminals, real yeah. shitbags, yeah. and they're just, you know, causing mayhem, and I like how the Riddler was, like, a serial killer, because I've always found him to be goofy, I think it's just because his look, this green and, quest- like, question marks all over him. The Jim Carrey version? Yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey version and and um but I respected the Riddler this time cuz I was like, okay, he's really out here killing people and putting up like saw traps and playing mind games with the Batman. And I love how the Batman he it is like his first year or something. He's like new into it, so he doesn't really have it all down yet. Mm-hmm. But he he is something that the people criminals fear every time they look into the shadows which is hella dope i think i always wonder throughout the scenes because i thought it was really well done but i was like what do you think batman does like when he gets the call right he sees the signal go up and he's like damn i'm needed and he just like quickly runs to his cosmetics case and like puts on eyeliner (laughs) like frantically as he's like getting his stuff on and gearing up to go part was funny i was like he looks he's very emo looking yeah it, it like it makes sense why he would do that because you know i mean his eyes it's camouflaging to make him black you know he, he, he's camouflaging yeah so i thought the I thought, movie was dope i thought it was good i thought i liked that the um the penguin was like gr- super greasy like he just looked gross and he had bad skin and he looked like a villain you know what i mean was mm-hmm. yeah a dirt a complete dirt bag you know I'm um I, I liked it I, and I I have friends that vehemently disagree and I'm always like watch it again you know watch watch it again because I did not like the Christian Bale Batman's forgive me any Christian Bale fans but I'm coming for you directly right now we're speaking to you directly garbage <laughs> I thought they were garbage I thought uh, Tom Hardy did an okay job as Bane but in like the storyline the probably the best Batman before that was the one with Jack Nicholson. And then the rest were just forgettable. You didn't like Christian Bale's voice? <laughs> Did you? Okay. <laughs> I, I want that okay. to be my Siri voice. No. <laughs> I'm going to change yeah. that to I, my Siri voice. Yeah, I didn't, un- I didn't like... I always thought it was goofy that he had that that voice it's just like he's not even he's playing around you know it's like but yeah (laughs) okay i'm fucking it's like when you try to take it seriously i can't you know that's like what it is it's like when you go to your friend's community play and like they're just terrible actors (laughs) that's what it's like it's like they're putting on a forced voice because they don't know how to act yet yeah it's what it seems like but i i didn't i didn't like those i didn't like that series like do you remember when george clooney was batman like nobody remembers that because it was terrible you know what i mean yeah so I, I feel like I do not. this is i feel like as a follow-up to joaquin phoenix having an oscar worthy role 
uh, I feel like it was a good follow-up. Like, keep the grittiness. Like, that's the only way DC is going to keep up with the Marvel Universe at this point, is to just keep going grittier and more adult and getting back to the essence of comics. Did you see the Snyder Cut? Yes! <laughs> yes! That's good shit. Yeah, it was it was long and uh weird and uh <laughs> weird. it was I was n- I didn't I kind of got got done and I just felt really I don't know it's like when someone you don't know approaches you and just like yells at you in public and then they walk away and you're just kind of bewildered like I just kind of felt dumbfounded <laughs> I think yeah so it's, it's like we live in a society yeah. <laughs> okay. I loved it. Okay. You did. I'm, I'm not about to go into another rant. I'm not going to go on the tangent, but I'm just going to say the Snyder Cut is way better than the original Justice League movie. Way better. No, League's better. I, you know what's funny is I I never saw the original. I only saw the 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 Snyder Cut. So I have no basis of comparison, but maybe if I did, I would appreciate it more. But I thought it was a little bit wild. What do we think about um what do we think about Wonder Woman's character and her build out? Like as a person? Like just her standalone as a character in the DCU right now? Yeah, like her her movies. Oh, her movies? Mm. I haven't seen a single Wonder Woman movie. Really? Thought but I, was I being- think it's the perfect Wonder Woman. Funny <laughs> as that is. I thought I was gonna hate it. Um, and uh, surprisingly, I don't remember 1984. I may not have seen it, but the first one I thought I thought was well done. I thought that they did a good job. Were you it was born shot. then? I was born in 1985. Oh. So. Yeah, there, you, you couldn't have seen it. I was, couldn't I was, have seen it. I wasn't even yeah. born yet. <laughs> That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Quantum mechanics. That's exactly. It's, it's parallel yeah, universes. String. That's it's ridiculous. String theory. Were you about to say string theory? Yeah. String theory. That's it. Yeah. That's what string theory is, is being born a year later than, <laughs> yeah. than a movie coming out. I, d- I don't, I don't like, like, what do you want me to say about Wonder Woman? Other than sh- I think she's like, cool. Just, I like her as a hero, like a superhero. I, I think tr- she's cool. You haven't, you hadn't seen the movies, but I, you, since we were on the topic of, do we think that the form of the movie suits suits the vibe of the story that it's telling but you haven't seen it so you have absolutely no opinion in this case right actually i do i could pretend i do okay <laughs> okay so judging based off of the okay can you can you give me a quick synopsis of the plot this is the first wonder woman movie and i'll piece, um, i'll piece together my opinion she uh, a man from world war ii kind of she lives in um middle of the ocean like amazonia or wherever they're from it's kind of encased in this i would call it reflective surface so it's in the middle of nowhere and you can't see it it's kind of like a um like wakanda where you wouldn't see it from the outside australia kind of like australia you know it's out there but it's encased you don't know where it is um so you there's like a shield that gets penetrated anyway so this world war ii pilot he he gets shot down and he washes up on their beach and like all the amazon women come down and they're like ah like what do we do with this guy and she basically shepherds him back to where he belongs 
And in route, you know, they find out that there's this evil uh, plotting against her because she's uh, she's like the Wonder Woman that was foretold or whatever. And um, so, yeah, so that's basically she ends up fighting that guy and like the dude that she rescues, who is Chris Pine, um, Captain Kirk. He becomes a love interest, right, as as one does. And she kind of ends up living. Yeah. She like she leaves her world, her little like contained warrior world to go and like be amongst regular people. Um, COVID. And <laughs> she uh, so she like fights to save humanity, the rest of humanity. But that's basically the plot. So who's the villain? Um, I haven't seen it in such a long time. The villain is, he's, forget what his name is, but he's got all these, like he can manipulate electricity and like, fi- like he manipulates matter. And um, is, is this Black Adam? Is this the Flash? <laughs> it's like, Black like, Adam. Like, what, are we, what are we talking? Uh, <laughs> I, I so bad. So here's a fun fact about me. I was on. I was at the combine. I was invited for the NBC Titan Games, which is The Rock's show. And he's such a lovely mm-hmm. human. And I feel like he's just like his online presence. He's so unproblematic. I wanted to want to go see Black Adam, and I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, and it had like a twenty percent rating. <laughs> I was like, "Ouch!" So I didn't go. But okay, so here's here's the piggyback off of that, right? Black Adam, I enjoyed it. Granted, I didn't see any of the ratings, so then that's probably why I, I enjoyed it more. Okay. But I think the movie, it's a it's a popcorn flick. You know, there's a lot of action. Don't go in expecting any deep like scenes or character like um, moments like I don't know Infinity War you know don't like oh Mr. Stark uh, I don't feel so good don't expect that but like feel just a bolt of electricity coursing through your very veins and then zapping your foes to oblivion expect that he does a lot of that okay and he's really cool so is it worth here's the question I always evaluate a movie based on is it worth me paying $20 in movie tickets and popcorn versus just like streaming it when it comes out. Keep in mind alone, the rock might be watching this. <laughs> don't point. do it alone. But if you do it with one other person, I guess it's it's like a 60% chance, 70, 30% chance that you'll enjoy yourself. With for popcorn. the experience. Yeah. I mean, going yeah, to movies, experience. it's never a bad thing. I'm not mad at but, it. I'll go. If you want to watch it, like, just strictly, just watch it. Like, you don't want the experience or everything. Just wait for a stream, streaming service. I feel like people it's, who don't enjoy the experience of a movie theater have been hurt in a past life. You know what I mean? Dead inside. I think that that's actually, because I'm a scientist, I can say that that's scientifically accurate. You could say they're just like Black Adam, dead on the inside, not care. So that that was his character. I know you didn't <laughs> see it, but I'll explain it to you. So basically, he was like, he's just so he's an anti-hero. He's just so mad at everyone. He's like, I'm no hero, and it turns out he's not because he does kill people. And love that. Yeah, he just keeps zapping people, and then there's a plot. Tw- Are you gonna watch this? Well, do they like die? Anytime? Because I feel like DC is notorious for having characters that don't kill, which is kind of garbage. Yeah, they're literally like all of the molecules that make up their body are just zapped and just gone. 
They're just like they're it dead. breaks they're... up. You can see it turn okay. to ash. And then Okay, just... so they're they're real dead. Okay. Yeah, they're real dead dead. They're never they're not coming back. Got like, it. You can't It's gone. Yeah, they're dead. So not recollecting the infinity that. stone gauntlet and snapping for them to come back. Yeah, like no, the, no, no, no. It's no. a lost cause. No, Mr. Stark. <laughs> okay. Mr. Yeah, we're we're dead like for real. He's not coming okay. back. Okay. Yeah. But I will watch it. So, so, so what do you think? I'll watch it. I will do it. With your I was I I'll be really honest for those of you listening, I was 100% not going to go see Black Adam, but now I am 100% going to see it because of your vouching and if i hate it you owe me 20 dollars of reimbursement for my trouble <laughs> well it depends if you pay 20 dollars for the movie theater experience or you watch at home alone streaming i think I, I i'm a movie gal i like a good movie moment so i'll go see like i would see a sharknado in theater because of the experience because it's hilarious even though it's terrible yeah you like the big screen it seems like the best the best Okay. They say uh, Black Adam a few times during the movie, so you can, like, every time they do that, you can point at the screen and be like, they said the name, you know? <laughs> is, is that what people have been doing? They said Black the name! Can <laughs> 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 you imagine a theater of people erupting into that every time? <laughs> <laughs> Black Adam, they did it again! Oh, <laughs> Just man. Just <laughs> standing up enraged. They did it! Yeah. No, they don't. But I, I just—it was a great idea, right? Like it's a good brilliant idea. You should fun. You, you should, should probably do it. be a. You should be a screenwriter. These are the ideas that Hollywood needs these days. I think. Yeah, I should be a writer. I think I'll be good. I think I do really well. Yeah, I think so too. You're very imaginative, obviously. Really, what makes you say that? I think it's just the timbre of your voice. <laughs> okay, Where's this interview back. going? Do you do you I, are you looking back like God? This has been a disaster today. This guest is the worst. Is that what have you been thinking the whole time? No, I was thinking of Black Adam, but then you interrupted my thought. <laughs> I am so, so sorry. No, it's okay. It's fine. You know, this reminds me of that movie too. <laughs> I mean, it was a cool movie. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Would I pay to see it again? Hell no. Okay. Would I watch it for free again? No. It's just one of those one and done movies. Oh. You I know? never need to like, do that again. It's like Rock. I love you, buddy. I love you. But this movie was kind of mid, bro. Like, whoa. You know what's really like, sad? I know, is... I know. It's fighting words. But I'm, yeah. I'm just speaking the truth. I mean, you can speak your truth. This is your podcast. It's just sad because I know, you know, you see his posts about the movie and he really wanted to make this. Like he worked a long time to make it happen. And so he would probably be sad if he heard you say it was mid. <laughs> but that mid's not bad, though. It's like average. It's like, yeah, OK. But like if somebody was like, bro, your podcast is mid. Don't you think he'd be like, wow, that's not nice. Well, I mean, if someone just ste stepped up to my dome, to my throne room, and was like, yeah, your podcast, Banana Mode, it's mid. I'd be like, <laughs> you right? Because I don't try on this. You think this is my main focus? No, okay? You think I try every week? Okay? I do the least amount of work necessary, <laughs> all right? 
But yeah, <laughs> I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. Um, okay. Stronger than Dwayne Johnson, obviously. <laughs> I'm stronger than The Rock. Call me The Boulder. <laughs> That's my new name now. Change it to Boulder Mode. You gotta dress Boulder up. Boulder Mode. As such. <laughs> yeah, hard as a rock. Nope. Nope. I'm Boulder. Yep. Who's your favorite superhero? Um, are we talking about just kind of in in general, or from the from cinema? Yeah, let's talk about in general. Mm. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein is my favorite comic book hero of all time. He's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I to go back to my love of anti-heroes, I would say probably Wolverine for that reason, because he's, uh, I, I have a, a few, I don't know if they're in this bookshelf, but I have a few graphic novels of Wolverine and like even just the drawing of him just filthy waking up covered in vomit from whatever the hell he did the night before and trying to piece together story. I mean, it's it's awesome. So I would say he's probably my favorite. Wow, that is such a good answer. And I appreciate that. because No one <laughs> says Wolverine. No one ever mentions an X-Man. Who's your Wolverine. favorite? I'm so glad you asked. So... <laughs> I have many, 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 many favorite characters, but if I were to label just one, that's such a that's a tough question. That is it's a, it's hard a tough call. question. Mm-hmm. Hard Think as a carefully. Boulder, you could Think say. carefully because the internet is forever. So when you post this, like it, this is going to be the one. Yeah, you're right. I can never change my mind after oh. something is posted. They will yep. they will be on my ass. Yep, you'll okay. get canceled. <laughs> okay, I hmm superhero. I would say such a hard question. This is ridiculous. I know antiheroes. My favorite antihero, I will say, is Punisher. Okay, that's a good choice. And my superhero has to be Hulk. And favorite villain has to be Doctor Doom. Ooh, good one. Did you enjoy the new Punisher series? The one that came out, like, what was that, like, five years ago? Yeah, I did. thought it was well done. I thought they had balls, yeah. Uh, I forget what that guy's name is. The, uh, he was in The Walking Dead. Shane in The Walking Dead. But I I thought he was a, a good pick for that. Yeah, he had that killing intent that the Punisher has. I think it was really good. I think it was amazing. I feel, Did you watch it? I did. I don't think I finished it. Uh, I think at the time, so, something academic probably derailed me, but I got most of the way through. I really liked it. That's an interesting segue to get into your, your scientific background. <laughs> an hour in? <laughs> <laughs> Let me Thank introduce you. my to guest. Banana mode. Thank you. So, so how did you uh, get inter- interested in science? You've always been you like science. Yeah, I, 
Um, I've always been a, a science dork. I was like one of those kids that you'd see like sitting on the sidewalk examining rocks like too closely. <laughs> like the other kids would laugh at. I always enjoyed science in all disciplines and um, just something that never left. So I pursued it academically and then career wise as well. Interesting. Interesting. So you've always studied rocks and you come to love the rock. Yeah. Do you see where the, the continuity is in my life? Yeah, DC. I, D, I, D, <laughs> I do see it. <laughs> okay. All right. You ever heard of Schrodinger's cat? Of course. So what are your thoughts on Schrodinger's cat? Can you <laughs> what is Schrodinger's cat? Can you explain to me as if I were a three year old? So Schrodinger's kitty. <laughs> That's if you're three years old. Schrodinger's cat is uh, well. This this goes back to the the beginning when we're talking about duality, right? Sta- du- dualistic states and um, yeah. that you don't know what this. Schrodinger's cat is inside of a box. It's a thought experiment. He's inside of a box, and I think there's arsenic, a vial of arsenic inside of it. And this arsenic bottle can break and kill the cat on the inside. And it's not until you open the box and you observe the cat that you know whether or not the cat is living or dead. And this goes back to the the principle at the very beginning that we were talking about when we were talking about if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it did it fall down and i was talking about the dualistic nature of reality um so it's by virtue of observing the cat and opening the box the cat will be living or dead but it is both until you do that you just don't know you have to look at it to see that cat is alive or dead yeah the cat will be alive or dead Upon observation, you'll see which state that it's in, but it exists until that time in its sealed box. It is both at the same time, more or less. It can be both. It can, it can be both states. That kind of snaps it into reality. The that dualistic state becomes one state when you when you look at it. Kind of like um, recently, I don't know if you've seen in the news because you're three years old. Obviously, I'm explaining this to a three year old, but uh, they've. Uh, they just awarded the Nobel Prize in physics for quantum entanglement experiments. That also has to do with like dualistic nature of states and the observation of one kind of dictating the state of the other. So entanglement, like quantum like entanglement, Will Smith entanglement. Ooh, was uh, Jada in that? Jada Pinkett Smith? Is that where they met? I, yeah, in quantum. Quantum entanglement. They they met in the state of quantum entanglement. (laughs) Yes. She was in she was in a quantum entanglement, apparently, that was dualistic. (laughs) Right, right. I what was I what was I saying? uh... That what is that what the word she used? Was it entanglement? Yeah, we were in an entanglement. That's what she's. That is what she said. Yeah. And he was sitting was there like, across what? from her, and he, he was like, "We're in an entanglement." Like, no, you you slept with the guy. <laughs> it was real sad. That was yeah. the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Shout out Jada Pinkett Smith. Shout out Will Smith. Shout out Will Smith. 
love you and we're sorry that you continue to go through that because they're still together. Wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of like molecules when they're bonded for life. Bonded for life or anyway, back. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. Entanglement. It's an entanglement. It was an entanglement. She does this too. Entanglement. Her hands, I remember yeah. specifically. Makes it better if you can kind of calmly place your fingertips together. Breaking bad news. I just <laughs> remembered what I was going to say. Okay, Hit back me. to the Schrodinger cat box thing, right? Yes. You said that since the box is closed, it, it still exists that both scenarios exist at the same time where it's alive and dead right mm. so say i turn my camera off you did you did you didn't know or yeah i turn my camera off <clears throat> would i be alive or dead is your microphone on <laughs> can i hear you rustling in the <laughs> no. background <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I turned, I turned off the mic as well. Everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm muted just in case. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess if we're talking about like the locality and things existing locally, I wouldn't know relativistic to whether or not you're alive or dead in this thought experiment. If there was like arsenic in your room, which you probably shouldn't have in there. Um, until I observed your state, I wouldn't know, right? The level of uncertainty there. Okay, say... say um. Okay, I'm going to add another layer to the scenario. So say I turn my camera off. And then I told you with my mic still on that <laughs> I lit a match in my room and then I started burning some paper and then a fire just started. Right. And then I muted my mic. So then there's <laughs> so then do you think the thought enters your head? Am I alive or dead? I think at that point, I'm wondering why you've committed arson <laughs> in your own apartment. <laughs> um, I think that is less dualistic state and more just statistically, what was the likelihood that you got out of there? Was the fire near the door? Was uh, was there any uh, flammable agents on those papers that you had? Like, were they soaked in acetone or something? Um so there's there would obviously be a lot of things, and I feel like at that point it's a statistical gamble rather than a dualistic nature of whether or not you're existing in both alive and dead state while the flames are <laughs> lapping up around you. See, I'm trying to understand. Okay, I just is it because you haven't seen the kitty before, and that you're just presented with this box, which then makes you think about the duality. So if yeah. you like never saw me prior to this. And then I, 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 but I unmuted myself and was like, hey, Leah, so I kind of committed arson in my room. Uh, wish me luck. And th so would you then go on to think about the duality? Well, I think that that, I mean, it really depends on the question that you're asking. If, if there, if you are, <laughs> I mean, I guess if we're saying, um, you know, like, uh, let me say, like, maybe there's like a Rolodex of, of universes that I can, I can flip through, right? Like pages of a book. And there's an infinite number of these universes. This, this book is infinitely long. And so you can be alive or dead in either of them. And there's an infinite, because it's an infinite book, an infinite possibility that you're alive and an infinite possibility that you're dead. Um, I won't know the universe 
you know, algorithm for the page that I land on. I won't know whether you're alive or dead until I view you in that universe, right? That's so that's the All dualistic right. nature of like this this mul multiple complex reality of of dualistic states of things, wave and particle, or alive or dead. So until I actually observe it, then then I then I don't know. I, I'm snapping everything. I'm snapping my consciousness into that reality and saying, "Okay, he's dead here." Or, I, not to be offensive, he's alive here. I, we're going to be positive about it. Because the way I see it, right, you're presented with this box, and the information given to you is that there's a there's a kitty cat inside with poison poison in in there, and and now you just have to think: is it dead or is it alive? So then I'm so then that's why I came up with this scenario, right? Say I you, you don't my situation was presented to you, the arson situation, right? And you know, I think that's that's what I'm trying to equate it to, you know? And so like I think it would be a better thought experiment if I didn't know your existence prior to by virtue of the fact that we're speaking but if i didn't know you and you were encased in a room and i'm like he has flammable liquid and a lit match precariously perched somewhere and there's a chance that you know like by virtue of viewing him i knock the match off and then he becomes dead or whatever you like sure you could you could extend it to that as well you could be so the banana in the box so you're saying there's feelings involved there's like if you because with the kitty cat you you have no personal connection with it. You're it's just it's a cat, and it's like there's it's either alive or dead. I think it's just the reason that they use the cat is because the existence and existing in the world is a dualistic state, right? You're alive or dead. You can't be. There's really no such thing as really zombieism. You can't be undead. So there's they're using it because it's binary. So. I don't know that it has anything to do with emotion or feeling so much as it is the binary outcome. Right, okay. So, say... Let's do another scenario. Alright. Alright, I'll switch <laughs> I it don't know how we. Okay. I don't know how we got on Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> so deep no, in the hole with no, Schrodinger. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm giving you a brain teaser. This oh, is okay. exercise for your brain. Okay, so... <laughs> Extra credit. Because of Schrodinger's cat, you know? Schrodinger put his cat inside a box with some poison. Or some Which I wouldn't. Whatever. I wouldn't recommend. All right. So what if I was put into a coffin filled to the brim? What if I was put in a coffin filled to the brim with water, and I am in that coffin with the lid, with the lid shut? Would I be alive or dead? Biologically, this is the same thing. This is dead. the exact same thing as exactly the thing. cat. The Schrodinger's cat. Except I am may or may not be drowning underwater <laughs> in the coffin. <clears throat> well, the difference there is that the, the scenario you presented leads to absolute death unless you have a way to keep you alive, right? Because you're going to close that door and then you're gonna you're gonna drown but with the cat the vial of uh poison is either broken or unbroken so there's a safety net right oh. so that's the that's the um the kind of caveat in the thought experiment is that it has the capacity to be alive but if i shut you in a coffin full of water 
you do not have much of a capacity to live. <laughs> so I'm going to put my bets on death. <laughs> All right. So spoken like a true scientist. Okay. Let me adjust. So basically <laughs> I am no longer drowning. The water is like halfway, halfway, half full. Okay. But I, my nose is above the water. So I can't, I'm, I'm chilling, but there is a, a little cap, a little cup, closed cup of cyanide pills. <laughs> so what do you think about that one? Um, I mean, I think that it, sure. We'll say in that situation, if I have not affected you, cause the whole thing is it's not whether or not I have an emotional connection to the cat or to the banana. <laughs> it's just, have I affected that system in some way yet? Right. That's a closed system that I have not yet been able to affect and to observe. Right. So if you were inside there, I have not observed you yet. I didn't know you exist. All I know is that there's a banana in there that could <laughs> be having a really painful cyanide poisoning death. Um, in that scenario, superposition states that dualistically you are both alive and dead. So voila, I walk up to it. I open it really quickly and I find your you're all good. You're fine in this scenario. I've snapped your reality into you. I've decided you've lived because we want to be positive in this podcast. Right, exactly. It's like the Big Bang. I just expanded into mm -hmm. reality. Yeah. This is the Banana Mode yeah. Positive Podcast where exactly. we only talk about Schrodinger's cat as being alive. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, I think we've made good strides toward uh, science. I have learned a lot of <laughs> I've learned a lot. I hope you have too. Do I you absolutely have any final have. thoughts. Um, I think philosophically, what I've learned is not to judge a cinematic experience by its ratings. To just give it a chance, you know, because worst case scenario, I eat popcorn and maybe have a few laughs. It's, it's better than not having gone. So thank you for the enlightenment. Yeah, because you, you said it yourself. The Rock has been working forever to get Black Adam um, into fruition, right? And then you looked at the rating, saw 20%, and was like, fuck that. So then you just shit on his passion. And I you feel like that's, that's, not very, uh, that's not very woke of me, you know? Yeah, that's not very Schrodinger's cat of you. That's not very Banana Mode Positive Podcast of me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> quite the entanglement. It all comes around full circle. Yeah. It does. Do you have any uh, any links or anything you want to shout out? Promote? Um, I have uh, about The Rock. Uh, shout out Dwayne Johnson and also Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith because <laughs> yeah. they're all they're all entangled. We're all entangled. Um, you guys can find me at Gnarly by Nature on Instagram as well as on TikTok. I am a public science communicator and I also have a book coming out next year called There Are No Stupid Questions in Science. Banana Ox Summer. So if you guys like uh, gritty, if you dig that, you like gritty, raw science communication that's hilarious and irreverent and sometimes poignant, check me out. You heard her. Lead scientist. <laughs> lead future innovator thank you everyone for listening to banana mode the quite possibly one of the best 
and worst podcast ever created in the history of mankind. But you know what I like to call that? Duality. Ooh, mic drop. Bars. Thank you. <laughs> See you next week, guys, though. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. Yo, welcome to the outro. After an hour or so, you passed the test. And now you've reached the final boss. Final boss being this intro. And so I am sad to say that, you know, all the hype that, you know, I've amassed in the intro is now gonna just die down really fast because I'm here to tell you that this is the last episode of the Banana Mode podcast. Yep, you heard that right. To any fans out there or anyone who listens to this podcast, I'm sorry. I, I know it feels like I'm letting you down and it sucks, but I've just lost passion for this, for podcasting. And it's only been almost a year, but I found a new passion and that's to create content, just make videos and stuff. I think that's that captivates me more than just um, podcasting. And a whole lot of other things that go into it, like personal finance. And I think I feel like I just want to take a break from podcasting. Maybe one day I'll go back into it. You know, when I when people actually know who I am and stuff. But in the meantime, now I just want to go outside as a banana and just go buck wild, you know, just have fun. So. I hope you'll stay with me on this journey. If not, I understand. And, um, yeah. This this episode was a blast. Oh, every, every guest that comes on, I wish them luck and success and whatever they so please. Because sometimes you just gotta divert to other things. You know? But, yeah. Find your passion. Don't give up. Even though technically I, I did give up on this. But, you know, just put, put effort, shift priorities into other things is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, maybe you too will find your oyster one day. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been Banana Mode. It's been Jordan. And Jordan out.